Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Sports Bets Fun. We are recording the show live tonight. As our name suggests, we talk sports, make bets, and have fun doing it all. And we hope you enjoyed the show. In addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sports Bets Fun. I'm Maddie Money, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the people's degenerate himself, Mickey Sanrino. Manny, I'm especially excited for the show today because we are adding a third member to the team, and today is his first show. We'll introduce him in a minute, but first, Manny, to business, how you doing? You know, Mickey, I'm doing all right, man. It's a Friday night. We got a we got a big slate of games tomorrow. Big games tomorrow. We're gonna be talking more about obviously that Ohio State Penn State game. I'm looking forward to that. But the week's been great. Just looking forward to a great weekend. Uh, but Mickey, how are you doing? Hey, living the dream as always. Big weekend of college football, a lot of action across the board. We got Halloween, it's spooky season. It's, you know, turn back the clock on Sunday. I don't think life gets any better than this, but you know what? Enough about us. We have an exciting show today. We're going to look at some more intriguing headlines this week. Like we always do. We're going to be looking at college football's top 10 teams and asking the question, Who's legit playoff contender? Who's for real? Who's a paper tiger? We're going to break down college football's games of interest this weekend. And of course, the reason all of you are listening, we're going to be making our money-making picks and sharing them live with you. So be sure to stick around for those. You can make yourself a little bit extra cash, maybe treat the lady to a nice, you know, November 1st steak dinner. And uh, we'll go from there. But, you know, we're going to get to all that in a little bit. But, you know, the big news, the reason most of you are tuning in tonight is we're adding a third member to the Dream Team. Before, we, you know, Maddie, I think we should introduce him. Uh, I'll, I'll turn the mic over to you. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, folks, Mickey and I are excited to add another voice to the show. And, you know, when you think about it, uh, this, is, this is a big deal because it just feels like it feels like, Mickey, it feels like all great teams have have their their big three. You know, you had uh, in the Bulls in the 90s, you know, Jordan and Pippen and Rodman, Cowboys with Aikman, Smith, Urban, you know, LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosh. I guess you'd call them big three there. KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, the Celtics. The list just goes on and on, right? And uh, so without further ado, uh, let's have a warm welcome to the newest member of the Sports Best Fun team, our SEC insider, Scotty B. Good. Welcome, Scotty. <laughs> Yo, what's up, my brothers? Hey, man, gentlemen, I want to thank you for the warm welcome, man. It is great to be here. Excited to be a part of the team. And, man, that, that's, some, that's a big company you were saying there, Matty. Uh, I was thinking more like Larry, Larry Curley and Mo, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that may be more like it. So, well, Scotty, you know, now, now Mickey and I, we know, you're, we know you're a big homer for your Tennessee volunteers. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. But uh, we also know that you know your college football, um, and we're excited to have you on the show and breaking breaking down our games and, and talking all this with you. But uh, for the listeners hearing you for the first time, just just tell them a little bit about you, give it a little bit of background. Yeah, Maddie. Well, hey, man, I grew up watching the Vols, and eventually went to school there in Knoxville. So I've been a huge fan for a long time. Um, currently, me and the family we're living here in Nashville, Tennessee, home of the Titans and the, and the Preds. Um, with all that being said, man, I, I love the game of college football, dude. And, I'm gonna do my best to keep my heart out of it, man. I can't, I can't make any promises, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> hey, that's easier said than done, brother. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> hey, Scotty, we're 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 diehard homers for our teams, man. Let's let that passion show here. But hey, 
I'm excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to get into it? Hey, let's do it, boys. Let's roll. Hell yeah, man. Let's do it, Maddie. Let's hit us with the headlines. Let's go. Let's dive in. Yeah, well, unless you're living under a rock, yeah, you probably saw that in, in baseball. We don't talk a whole lot of baseball here, but the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series over the Tampa Bay Rays in six games. So congratulations to them. Uh, interesting little tidbit with uh, Justin Turner in the ninth inning. Uh, apparently a positive COVID test came back out, and they had to uh, take him off the field. Then he was back on for the celebration. So that uh, – that took some of the headlines away, but um, congratulations to the Dodgers. First World Series since, I believe, 1988. Um, this in the, in the world of technology, wanted to throw this in here. I thought it was interesting. Mickey doesn't like me putting plugs in for, for people that don't pay us advertising money. No, but, no uh, <laughs> free ad reads, guys. No free ad reads. <laughs> but I thought this was interesting. There's a new app called Locker Room that launched this week, and it's an application that, as they say, allows sports fans to connect with one another as well as league insiders. So I'm Ooh, sure Scotty B. Good's in there. I'm sure Mickey's in there, and uh, maybe they'll give me access at some point. But you connect with league insiders to discuss all the latest news, rumors, all that in real time. So the website's joinlockerroom.com. Uh, find the app on the Apple App Store. I might need to download that and see what all the buzz about. Uh, we'll see about that. In the and NFL. Sir Yacht, hey, hey, is Sir Yacht an insider? Do we know if Sir Yacht's <laughs> in, the, uh, in the mixer? Hey, man. Hey, man. Don't be attacking my dude, Sir Yacht. He was breaking all that Big Ten news back when they were uh, canceling and, and, and coming back. So you got to respect the Yacht Man. Um, <laughs> uh, in, the, in the NFL, Antonio Brown signs a one-year agreement with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he's likely to join the team in week nine. Uh, the report said Tom Brady wanted to bring him in, if you remember, Um uh, Antonio Brown played one game with the New England Patriots before being cut. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent at wide receiver. And you know, I think if you go a little, dig a little deeper, you have uh, head coach Bruce Arians was in Pittsburgh for Brown's first two seasons. And I believe Byron Leff, which is their offensive coordinator there, and it, it was in Pittsburgh for some time. So it seems like there's a connection. Maybe they feel they can, uh, they can keep Brown under control, but uh, that'll be interesting to see. And then, uh, I had a headline here that talked about Wisconsin Badgers quarterback Graham Mertz testing positive for COVID-19, and we'll have to sit out three weeks per, per uh, Big Ten protocols. But uh, as we were following the week along, uh, that ended up ballooning into the Wisconsin-Nebraska game be being canceled. Apparently, the Illinois football team uh, has some positive tests, and uh, they're supposed to play Purdue tomorrow. Sound like it was iffy if that game was going to go, but we haven't seen anything definitive on that. And then the big news that hit uh, related around COVID was uh, Clemson quarterback. Uh, pretty boy Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID-19. is going to miss this week's game versus Boston College. Um, so normally at this point, we typically jump into the, the main topic uh, of discussion for the day. But gentlemen, I want to pause here and I want to get your thoughts because this, this COVID is a big deal. And just in a matter of three or four days, uh, a lot's changed in this college uh, football landscape. You got a team like Wisconsin who, you know, many thought could win the West and, and maybe upset Ohio State. They're not going to be playing this week. And who knows what's going to look like next week. And you have uh, Trevor Lawrence going to be missing this week. Does Boston College upset them? I don't know. But, Scotty, what are your thoughts on this? Man, you know, COVID, there's, there's so much revolving around this. But uh, you know how we do it in the SEC, right, Maddie? I mean, I just think, you know, let, let's just take a quick, quick, quick example here. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Saban in Alabama, right? Hey, <laughs> hey, they create their own rules, right? 
Hey, hey, it just means more. It means more, man. Hey, you get a positive test. Let's test a hundred more times till we get a negative. Hey, then let's play ball, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's sure what it looked like. So, but but that brings you bring up an interesting point. So the SEC, SEC you know, besides the Saban rule, um, you know, the players got to sit out ten days if they if they apparently test positive, right? right. And uh, Mickey, you know, you were looking at the Big Twelve. We know the Big Ten's twenty-one days. Mickey, what's what's your take on? You know, you got conferences that have sort of different protocols, different sets of rules. What's this going to do? Yeah, you know, the the juxtaposition between what's happening in the Big Ten versus how the SEC, Big Twelve, and ACC handle things with their protocols is is interesting to look at. You know, in the Big Ten, you have Wisconsin's game this weekend's canceled. Good chance that, you know, tomorrow Illinois and Purdue could be canceled too, just when you look at the incubation periods of, of, the, of the, the virus with the players. And 21 days, you know, Wisconsin's going to be without their quarterback for the next three games, and those are big three games. The way the Big Ten came back to play, they built in zero stop gaps with no bye weeks and, and nine straight weeks of, of games. You know teams going to get COVID, and it could impact anyone at any time. Then you look at the ACC and you look at the SEC. You know, Trevor Lawrence is the – probably one of the biggest names in college football. He'll be back. You know, he's supposedly going to be back, um, you know, the, the right amount of negative test for their big game November 7th against Notre Dame. If he was in the Big Ten, he'd be out of action for, th- for two further weeks. Uh, we talked earlier, we joked around about Nick Saban. He was able to coach following a couple of negative tests. You don't have that 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 possibility even existing in the Big Ten. So, um, the committee is going to have a very interesting uh, breakdown of, of how they evaluate these teams come come December with the COVID component and some teams maybe not even playing their full slate of games, which may not impact an SEC team, may not impact an ACC team if, if there's uh, some cancellations there. But in the Big Ten, they don't have it. They do not build in any margin for error. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's a horse race uh, into the into the playoffs, and you know there's teams that like Wisconsin, they might have a shot to upset Ohio State if they get to the Big Ten championship game, but it's looking like they may not even get to six games if, if the next couple of weeks are canceled. So we'll be interesting to follow. And of course, you know, each week we'll talk, we'll talk deeper on this topic. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it'll definitely be interesting. Mickey, do you have any other thoughts on that? You know, I know, I know, I know you've got the whole saving thing going, but uh, the SEC looked like they're, they're they're smart, you know. Starting starting a little bit early, having a couple of weeks. We saw was it Florida LSU was already postponed and uh, yeah. to December. So, you yeah, think they did it right in the SEC? Uh, I do. Um, you know, they got ten games this season. They kind of they were kind of out in front of this. Them in the ACC, you know, starting the season. Um, and and I, and I do like the way that, that they're having just ten conference games, so they can kind of control it within the conference, right? They're not worried about playing outside the conference unless is the Big Ten, but. You know, guys, Florida's coming back this this weekend from a from a two week hiatus. Um, you know, their, their head coach got uh, COVID, a few of the players, and so I'm interested to see how they respond. You know, this is really going to be the first opportunity that we get to see uh, how a team's going to respond after coming off a couple weeks. And you know, they come back rusty. They're playing a Missouri team, and so yeah, we're, we're really going to get to see firsthand like the impact on on what this does for a team. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely a season that can uh, have some disruption all along the way, and, and and which teams respond to that, which teams uh, maybe uh, uh, feel the pressure. So it's definitely going to be interesting to say the least to, to see how COVID impacts the remainder of the season. But uh, gentlemen, let let's shift gears here now, shall we? And let, let let's look at the top ten and let's get into our main uh, main topic of discussion. 
Yeah, so, you know, we got the Big Ten. Uh, we got a week of games going on there. We're going to take a look at the current top ten rankings. And, gentlemen, I want to know, we're going to talk about the teams. We're going to talk about their strengths and their weaknesses and some flaws. But ultimately, we're going to figure out, are we buying or selling? Who is for real? Who's a paper tiger? And and even going a step further, based on how the season can shake out, are they a legit playoff contender? So, at the top of the top 10, we got Clemson. We're all buying Clemson. Uh, we got Alabama. We're all buying Alabama. We got Ohio State, which we're also buying as well. So we look at the current number four team in the country in Notre Dame. Uh, you know, I, I personally am a fan. I think they're a good team. For those of you that follow the pod, you know, I've wasted a lot of money betting on them. But I think they're a good team, and we'll know for sure. There's a caveat there. We'll know for sure on 11-7 when, when Clemson visits South Bend, are they, are they good or are they, uh, are they the best of the rest? But, uh, yeah, Scotty, let me know your thoughts on them. Yeah, Notre Dame, man. I, each year, year in, year out, you know, they're a tough team, um, but they've not been a contender for, for a while now. You know, they, they barely squeaked by Louisville, you know, who has one win on the season, and Guys, listen, they haven't been a contender in a while, like a true contender for the championship. And, man, it's no different this year. Guys, I'm, I'm selling. Uh, yeah, selling. Yeah, and I'm looking at this, Mickey. You know, they haven't looked too impressive. And they got Clemson on their schedule, and they would have to pull a big upset. If they can do that, you know, they change the, the dynamic of it. But when you got Clemson on your schedule, I just – I don't see them getting past that, and uh, I'm selling too. They just they haven't really put together a complete game yet, so I don't see them doing it against Clemson either. Yeah, and I, I hear you, fellas. I'm buying them with that caveat. I think they're a good team, experienced quarterback. I, I think they could vie for that number four position in the playoffs, but Clemson's going to be a big test. Um, I totally totally hear what you guys are saying. They're uh, they're they're one of those good teams, but they're not great yet. So number five, we have Georgia. Georgia checks in at three and one. This is a team that is chock full of talent. I would argue they have as much talent as uh, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. But, uh, you know, when they played Alabama recently, their Achilles heel showed, which is they don't have a quarterback that you can trust in big games. Uh, again, talent-wise, they're a good team. But, uh, you know, what do you guys think? Scotty, what are your thoughts on Georgia? Oh, Georgia, man. <laughs> hey, man, well, listen, Georgia's a talented team, guys. I mean, we all know that. And they're talented enough on any given day. They, they can beat any team in the country, right? Um, but, but with that being said, you know, I, I am interested just to see how they play Kentucky this weekend, right? Um, they're huge favorites. I just I need to know a little bit more about Georgia, but bottom line, guys, man, they're going to have to prove it before I believe it. You know, I'm not seeing it yet. They it seems like they do this every year, right? They come in the ranks in the top ten, top five, and then when the big games, man, they just can't seal the deal, man. And so uh, I'm going to sell them. I mean, listen, they're an awesome team, but listen, I, I don't I don't think they'll be playing competing in the championship this year. Yeah, I'm selling too, Mickey, and and I think that you you made the point about the quarterback. You know, they don't really have a proven quarterback. They got a lot of talent around them. They already got that one loss to Alabama. They got to play. Yeah. They play Florida, and if they are lucky enough to get back to the SEC championship game, they got to probably will have Alabama again. They didn't look like they were going to be able to do it, and and I don't think if you don't have an experienced game breaking quarterback, it's tough to beat a team like like Alabama. So I'm selling. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I'm selling them too. I think quarterback, unless they go to JT Daniels, uh, that's really the only difference they have. But I also think Kirby Smart needs to evolve and they got to be more attack on offense. This this man ball, line up your athletes and, and try to pound them might work against lesser talented teams. But when you go up against the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Ohio States of the world, teams that attack you but also have equal talent, you're going to be in trouble playing that style of play. So, you know, Georgia's got got some things to figure out. Next, we got number six, Oklahoma State. The Cowboys, Mike Gundy's mullet. Maddie, are you buying <laughs> or are you selling the pokes? Guns up. T Boone well, Pickens. You know Pickens wants to know. Yeah, well, um, the mullet. You got to love Mike Gundy's mullet, man. This guy's, uh, this guy's awesome. Always has an offense. Got to love that wide open passing game, spread game. They have in the Big 12. And Mickey, we, we talked about this uh, last week when we were we were picking our, our college football predictions, making all that for the playoffs. Uh, it's not so much that I like Oklahoma State. It's I don't like Oklahoma. I don't like Texas. I don't like TCU. I don't like Baylor. And it just feels with a shortened season, Oklahoma State's already off to a 4-0 start. They do have to play their rivals in Oklahoma. They do have to play Texas. Are they good enough to win those games? Absolutely. Are Oklahoma and Texas bad enough to blow those games? Absolutely. It's a weird year. I think the committee's going to be looking to put teams from different conferences in the playoffs, especially if there's a one-loss conference champion and a one-loss non-conference or non-champion. So I think that benefits Oklahoma State. You don't have the conference crossover matchups that that they could weigh and say, "Wow, the SEC is a lot stronger this year." They just don't have that. So. I'm buying Oklahoma State as a legit college football playoff contender, but probably mostly because the Big 12 is very weak, and the Big 12 and the SEC and the Big 10 and the Pac-12, they're not playing each other. So there's really no real legit evidence that the college football committee is going to have to exclude a conference champion in Oklahoma State that finishes either undefeated or with one loss. I'm buying the pokes. Dang, Maddie. I mean, that was pretty persuasive there, brother. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> you, you about changed my mind, man. <laughs> I get paid the big bucks. <laughs> I mean, let's go, dude. Hey, now listen, I'll tell you one thing is, is they do have a better defense this year. First time in a long time, right? And Sanders, their quarterback, he's solid. He's a mobile quarterback. And, and their running back, uh, Chuba Hubbard, man, he is shifty. He's fast, but he is small, man. But listen, um, they, they're a top 20 team, right? Um but being honest here, guys, man, I don't ever see Oklahoma State as being a contender. I don't. They've never been one. I mean, maybe who knows when. But listen, in my lifetime, they've not been a contender. They've been a solid team, and that's what I see them being for the foreseeable future, man. Tough team. You know, you don't want to play them. But at the same time, man, they're not, they're not a top ten team, guys. Not happening. Yeah, Scotty, I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you, Scotty. You know, I love Gundy. I love the mullet. I love, you know, every time a friend of mine turns 40, I definitely send him a clip of Mike Gundy saying, I'm a man, I'm 40. But I got to sell. I just don't see them getting through the Big 12 without two losses. Texas this weekend. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Big game for them. If they prove me wrong and they win the conference at an under, with an undefeated record or a one-loss record, great. Let's consider them for that fourth seed, to Matt's point. But I, I just I don't see them getting through the Big 12 without getting tripped up in a couple of games. And they're the Oklahoma State team that we've seen year over year over year. That's a 8-4, 9-3 team, whatever that extrapolates in the shortened season. 
I, I just, they're a good team. They got a shot. They might play in the Big 12 championship game. I, I just, I don't see them doing good enough to really be in consideration. All right. So next we're going to talk about a team that's a little off the radar in number seven, Cincinnati, who's undefeated at 4-0. Luke Fickle's bunch, tough team to play against, All-American Conference, the AAC. Uh, are we buying or selling, Matt? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, you know me, man. Ohio State guy, I got to love Luke Fickle. Uh, he's done a great job with that program. And, you know, this is a little bit of an Oklahoma State situation here, right? They, they could very easily run the table, go undefeated. And again, I think, you know what, in a normal year, they're not in. They're not a legit playoff contender. But this is 2020. Who knows what's going to happen? Does the college football committee sort of kind of just throw us what throw us a bone here, throw Cincinnati a bone here if they go undefeated and you got, you know, a, a couple one-loss conference championships and there's no real legit, you know, one-loss uh, team on the edge there and say, you know what, yeah, let's just put Cincinnati in this year. And uh, it's 2020. Let's let's get the playoffs done and move on. So, for that reason and that reason alone, I, I do think they can win the ACC I, or the AAC. I think they could run the table. Heck, they might be able to win the ACC too. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, pretty much for that reason, they get they're, they're a good football club. Should they be in the playoffs? No. But the way the cards might fall this year, I do think you have to consider them a legit contender. Uh, just because uh, for everything I said with Oklahoma State as well, I think it's uh, you're not going to have that cross-conference matchups, and I think the committee's going to look at Now, I do think Cincinnati has to be undefeated. They're not going to get in with one loss, you know, if they win their conference championship. But they could go undefeated, and if you have some uh, losses break, uh, break, you know, some, some, some games break their way and other teams lose a couple games, hey, it might be their year. Yeah, didn't I think Tennessee hired uh, Butch Jones from Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah, that one didn't work oh, out. Yeah, what a joke! Hey, <laughs> listen up, man. Listen, hey, um, they do. They have a chance of, of running the table, right? I, I agree with that, Matt. Right, and that that would be the only way they 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 had a shot of getting the playoffs. But listen, I, you know what? I think they're going to be tested this weekend, actually. You know, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they lost to a Memphis team. Man, they got a high powered offense. I think that's going to be a heck of a game, a game to watch, man. I think it's going to be an exciting game. Now, listen, uh, they, they could beat Memphis. Uh, I think they're favored by six right now. But, uh, listen, even if they run the table, guys, once they get up against the powerhouse team, they, they can't run with the big boys. Um, so they got a slim chance of making it. But even if they're making it, I can't call them a contender because, man, they can't play with, with the Ohio State <laughs> and the Clemsons, right? I mean, you all know that. So, man, I, I'm selling them, guys. I'm selling them. Yeah, you know, they lost to Ohio State 42 to nothing last season. Mm -hmm. I get that this is a new year, but, you know, if you're in the committee and you're trying to evaluate teams that aren't playing non-conference games, that that might be uh, something that sticks in your crawl. That being said, love Luke Fickle. He's a rising star in the coaching world. Uh, this is the team that has a ceiling. Will they make the playoffs? Barring, I mean, it's 2020. It's a weird year. could happen. But they might make a New Year's Six. Uh, I'm buying them in the sense that they're a good football team, but I'm selling them in the sense that they're not a playoff contender. And, and let's be honest, uh, be a great story if they, if they contend, but without that marquee non-conference Power 5 win that I feel like those teams need to take that step, it's going to be tough to consider them. So well, selling Cincinnati as well. Hey, not trying to jump ahead here, but you know, you think about it. Let, let's say Georgia and Alabama face off in the SEC championship, right? And let's say Georgia finds a way to beat Alabama. You're going to take a one-loss Georgia and one-loss Alabama over a unbeaten Cincinnati? 
Well, well, one loss Alabama that is doesn't win the conference is is in over Cincinnati definitely. Put them up against an undefeated Oklahoma State or a one loss yeah. Oklahoma State conference champion. I think there's a real debate there because because well, you don't have those cross conference. Now, me personally, Alabama's the better team. If they're going just by the eye test, Alabama's the better team. But I don't know, man. You, you got 13 people in the room, and, and who knows how those arguments swing. And, and they ain't all SEC fans, let's say that. <laughs> well, and, and we're talking, you know, that fourth team, is it the loser of the SEC championship game? Is it an undefeated Cincinnati? Well, perfect segue to the number eight team, a team that I picked last week to be the fourth team in. We have Texas A&M at three and one. They got steamrolled by Alabama, but I, you know, getting waxed by Alabama this year might not be an oddity the way they're playing. It's a veteran team. It's a proven coach with Jimbo Fisher. If this is the team that finishes with one loss, are they in the conversation for the number four playoff spot? I think so. Scotty, what, what are your thoughts here on a Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's great points. So, hey, I'm, I'm torn here, guys, to be honest. And, and it, it's hard for me to buy or sell this team right now. And Guys, I do. I think, you know, the West is down this year, okay? I mean, you've got Alabama, but, you know, your perennial powerhouses and, and Auburn and LSUs, and, you know, they're a little down this year, right? Um, and I do. I think A&M is the second-best team in, in that division this year, you know? And, you know, hey, listen, this team is one of the youngest teams in the SEC. they got nine underclassmen starting, um, but they do have a veteran quarterback in mind. And, and guys, I don't know if you've seen him play, but, man, he, he can play lights out at times, man. I mean, he, he's a stud, man, and he's got 30 starts under his belt, you know, and so with Jimbo at the helm, hey, listen, who's not to say they're, that they're that they're there at the end of the year, right? Um, and if not this year, guys, I, I think that Jimbo and his recruiting abilities there in the state of Texas, and you know, with the prestige that program has, listen, in the coming years, you got to watch out for Texas A and M because they're they're going to be the big boys on the block. And if anybody's going to take over Alabama, I think it could be A and M in the coming years. Oh, that's our SEC insider bringing the heat, Maddie. What are your thoughts? <laughs> You know what? I, I you know, I, I'm selling AM, but after hearing Scotty Scotty speak him up a little bit, hype him up a little bit, and then the, the points about uh, their quarterback, I don't know. I'm uh, I might be torn myself here, but yeah, you know, when I was originally looking at this, I'm selling them. They got blown out by Bama. You know, it's it's the SEC West. It is down, but there there are some good tough teams, and I just I just don't see them running the table. They they would have to run the table, finish with one loss need some help around. And again, I think you got the, the situation like an Oklahoma state or some team out of the big 12. That is a one loss conference champion. Like you, you, you're, if you're a you're not getting in with one loss um, without a conference championship. If you, if you're going head to head, you know, the committee's comparing you to a, to a one loss conference champion. I just, I just don't see that happening. Um, they do look like they, 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 I agree with everything Scott, you're saying they do look like they're poised that, but I just, I think they're on the outside looking in and uh, just a, a little little too much to try to overcome to, to make the college football playoff this year. Yeah, I think they got a shot. They got a, a route potentially to, you know, if they get to one loss at the end of the season, maybe they're, they're in the discussion, but you guys raised some interesting points. So uh, the next team, number nine, we have the Wisconsin COVID Badgers undefeated at 1-0. They, they, they look <laughs> great in waxing Illinois week one. Uh, you know, a lot of COVID news out of Madison. Eight players, I believe, have tested positive, including starting quarterback Graham Mertz and head coach Paul Chris. Uh, this is a team that, uh, with the big 21-day rule, we could be looking at uh, some of their key players missing the next three games. Uh, the quarterback looked like the real deal. Their D is always stingy. It's a tough one for me to break down, uh, but uh, 
Maddie, what uh, I know you're a Big Ten follower here. What are your thoughts on Wisconsin right now? Well, uh, my thoughts on Wisconsin right now is it's not good up in uh, Madison. But that being said, I love the way the team's built. Paul Chris is a very good coach. Uh, they run the ball and they play good defense. That's that's how that program's built. And in recent years, they've been able to get some quarterbacks in there that can throw the ball, and they've been able to get a few athletes on the outside that can catch the ball. So their offense has been a little more dynamic. But I think they're built to sustain losing their they, hey, look. They lost a the guy they thought was going to be their starting quarterback. I, I believe he was out for the season, and they're they're on their uh, second or third string guy, this freshman Mertz, and uh, played lights out in their first game of the season. I'm buying Wisconsin. I think they, uh, the game's canceled this week. I think they'll end up playing next week. I think there's precautionary. They're in the incubation period. Um, you got to play six games in the Big Ten to get to the conference championship. So if they can play six games and win them, 6-0, and oh, you got you to gotta roll the dice against Ohio State. I, I, I don't see them beating the Buckeyes, but in a one-game scenario, anything can happen. And uh, they definitely have a pathway. Uh, it was It's going to come down to, obviously, run the table and, and upset in Ohio State. But I think if there's a team out there in the Big Ten that, that can upset Ohio State, it is Wisconsin. So I'm, I'm buying the Badgers for now. Man, I you know, guys, I got nothing but respect for the Badgers. You know what you you're gonna get when they show up. Hey, they're a physical, they're a tough team. I mean, listen, I love their style of play, their and their lunch pail mentality, but and it's only gonna take them so far. I mean, it's again, it's I feel like it's the same old song and dance like we kind of talked about with some of these other teams. Listen, they're gonna show up, they're gonna punch in the mouth, they're gonna fight their tails off. But at the end of the day, man, I guess the good teams, they're gonna get that L. Um, so I'm selling them, guys. I I, I don't think they're gonna have a shot at getting the championship man playoffs yeah this is a tough one i think this is a good team and if they add a elite quarterback play to the mix they they could be a wild card uh you know losing their their guy for three games is tough and you know we talked about notre dame earlier maybe being one of those very good but not great teams i feel like wisconsin is has affirmed themselves in that lane as well so until they until they prove they're uh, ready to play with the big boys and they get a, a head up with Ohio State, maybe a chance to win. It's going to be tough to buy them. Uh, so we got next team. We got number 10. We got, we're going back to the SEC in Florida, the Gators. Dan Mullen, great coach. Kyle Trask looks to be playing great at QB. Might give them a shot in their game uh, next week against Georgia. And, and who knows, a future matchup with Alabama. Uh, Scotty, you're the SEC insider here. It makes sense to go to you first. Talk about talk about the Gators. Give us give us your breakdown, buddy. Well, listen, boys. I'll tell you this: Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer aren't running through that tunnel. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> hey, that's a fact. Hey, the no Gators. Spurrier, no fun and gun. No, no, man. None of those boys. None of those old school guys. Now, listen. They may have the best player in college football. That might be a bold statement. And man, his name is slipping my, my my brain right now. But they're tied in, man. He is a beast. Dude, um, but but listen, the Florida defense this year isn't the Florida defensive pass, and that's that's why they're going to lose some more games. You know, they're they're allowing over thirty points per game, and that's insane when you're talking about a Florida defense, right? And listen, guys, I've got them on upset alert this week because they take on the Tigers from Missouri, right? Uh, again, we were earlier in the conversation we're talking about COVID and the impact on that, but I feel like they're going to be rusty, man. Mizzou's coming out and run the ball well, and I think they're going to keep them on the heels, and we're going to learn a whole lot about the Gators. Um, and listen, uh, upset alert! You got to watch that game, man. It's uh, 
listen, and I, and I have no doubt that they've got two more losses on the schedule. Um, they're going to lose to Georgia and on December 5th in Knoxville, Tennessee, in some cold weather into the season. Hey, Volunteer's going to pick them off this year. I'm calling it. Yeah, Scotty's definitely not a Tennessee homer at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, I said I was going to try to get my heart out of it. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> Well, look, look, guys, so when we were going through the show's prep here, you guys know I was buying Florida, but I got to tell you what, man, after listening to my man Scotty be good, and for those of you listening, the B stands for bets. Scotty bets good out there. I, I'm selling Florida now. I mean, he's made, he's made the great points, and, and you know what? I might even put some money on Mizzou. Let's Maybe go. not that far, but, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm selling Florida. I'm off Florida, uh, you know, Originally, when we were doing this, I was looking at them. I, I do think they have talent. You know, they got Georgia if they can beat them. Alabama's looking weaker on defense, and they lost their receiver for the year. I thought, you know what, Florida. But I don't know, man. I got to go with my man. It's got to be good, and uh, I'm off the – I'm selling Florida. Doesn't sound like it's the Gators' year from you guys. And I, I think Kyle Trask is uh, could be a little bit of a difference maker, but we'll see. You know, we talk about Georgia, a great team without a good quarterback. We talk about Florida, a good team with a great quarterback. Uh, it'll be uh, an interesting matchup when uh, those two teams meet in the world's largest cocktail party next week. But uh, yeah, if you're Florida, you got a big one against the Tigers and Mizzou this week that you should be focused on. All right, so that's the top ten, but there's one team – that if you follow college football, it's talked about a lot, and they had a really good showing last Saturday, and that's Michigan, who I believe checks in at number 13 on the AP poll. Uh, this is a team with a coach in Jim Harbaugh that's usually expected to be good, and they're usually not, and they, they usually get waxed by Ohio State in the game. But, uh, you know, they did enough last week to, to you know, be that shiny object that, uh, that uh, people want to look at. So, Maddie, Big Ten guy here, what are your thoughts on Michigan coming out of that game in week one with Joe Millen and Jim Harbaugh looking good? Uh, I didn't think too much of it, to be honest with you, Mickey. And I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I'm selling Michigan. The Bucks are going to hang 50-plus on them. Their season's done. They ain't going anywhere. Next. Scotty, what you got? I know you're yeah. a big Big Ten follower, you know, being down in SEC country. <laughs> I mean, I remember, hey, is App State on their schedule this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my man. <laughs> hey, if, if not, they may have a chance. No, man, I, I'm kidding. This, You know, listen, Michigan's a young team, guys. I, I don't know if you realize, but they're the, they have the fifth youngest squad in football, and they have eight underclassmen starting this year. So they, they got a young team, and this is going to catch up to them when they play the high-caliber teams. Listen, they're, they're the third, maybe the fourth best team in the Big Ten. So, um, listen, guys, they're not a contender this year, and we're going to continue to hear chance of fire Harbaugh. You know, it's coming, dude. Listen, I, and, and to be honest with you guys, I, I may dislike Michigan more than you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Chuck Woodson, right? You know, stealing, stealing <laughs> yeah, that high has been from your boy Peyton. Dude, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Speaking of Michigan, guys, uh, we're going to shift gears um, uh, and we're going to jump into our games of interest in Michigan versus Michigan State. Big rivalry game this week. Uh, Michigan State looked like absolute poo against Rutgers. Um, and Greg Schiano uh, back with uh, back with the Scarlet Knights. But we're looking Michigan State at number 13, Michigan. Um, Sparty looked awful. They definitely are missing D'Antonio, but this game's – this game's more than just the game. It's the big rivalry. Um, Scotty, wh what do you think? What do you see here? 
Listen, man, I, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than a whole lot of people think. You know, huge rivalry game. I mean, listen, I, I think Michigan State's going to show up, and we're going to we're going to learn a whole lot about Michigan this weekend. I mean, we truly are. I mean, the Michigan game last week. I mean, you know, they're they're playing a depleted roster there in Minnesota, and you know, I, I think the Michigan State game they had seven turnovers, right? I mean, just something incredible. So, um, listen, I think it's going to be a close game, guys. I do um, closer than than a lot of people think. Mickey, what about you? Well, I don't even know why we're talking about this game. Uh, Michigan State <laughs> sucks. Michigan sucks. I know they're number 13, <laughs> and I know we just talked about them as a, as a sleeper. But, you know, they're a team that uh, believe it when I see it. Uh, you know, they look good against inferior opponents. Uh, Mark D'Antonio is not on the Michigan State sideline, so I don't know how much they're going to be up for this game. Uh, they'll be up since forever game, but D'Antonio treated this game different. Um, yeah, uh, I'm more than happy to move on and talk about uh, LSU at Auburn. Yeah, yeah, this is a fun game to watch year in and year out. Two great, traditionally two great defenses, you know, smack them in the mouth type game. Obviously, it's lost a lot of its luster this season with both teams that are in the contest with multiple losses. Scotty, you're SEC insider. You're, we're turning this one entirely over to you. Break this one down for us. Yeah, guys. I mean, two perennial top ten teams. I mean, going head to head, man. Prime time, three thirty CBS game, and you guys know. I mean, in the SEC, that's a big deal. I mean, that's the game of the week, right? That's everybody's tuning in to see. And, and listen, I know they're not playing at a level that we're accustomed to seeing, but I do expect, I mean, guys. Listen, it's going to be a hard hitting, high level. It's going to be an exciting game. Um, right now, LSU has a fifty two percent FPI chance to win. Um, they're just a slim two point favor, um, and they're so far they're averaging. 18 more points a game than Auburn. And, guys, I think what you got to watch for in this game, I think this is going to be the key difference. It's LSU's quarterback, Brennan. And, and man, they got they got a stud wide receiver, man. Their number one wide receiver, Terrence Marshall. He's going to hit him for a couple of touchdowns, man. And I'm expecting LSU to turn their season around. I really do. I feel like this is the game for them. They're going to come out, and they're going to, they're going to look a lot different than what we've seen so far this season. Um, and, I, and I think Auburn's going to continue to struggle, man. And they're going to struggle in this game, and they're going to struggle for the rest of the year, guys. And, it really comes down to Knicks. It's their quarterback, man. I've seen him play in person a couple times and, you know, watched him on film and stuff in the games. And, I mean, he, listen, he's an average SEC quarterback at best, and I think that's going to be the difference maker, man, is is that uh, Terrence Marshall is going to have a monster game against the Tigers. And, uh, yeah, LSU is going to pull this one off. Oh, there you have it. That's our SEC insider. Scotty B. Good looking at LSU in that game. Let's shift gears to the Big 12. Oklahoma State, number six. We were talking about them earlier when we were talking uh, who's uh, who are legit playoff contenders. And one of the games you mentioned, Scotty, and uh, Mickey was uh, Texas. You know, if they would be able to get by Texas. Well, that game is this weekend. So what are you guys watching for in that? What do you think is going to happen? Mickey, you first. Yeah, you know, this is a game uh, where Oklahoma State could separate themselves in the Big 12, but, you know, I'm not sold on them. I, I think this is a landmine game for them. I, I don't expect them to get to the season with less than two losses. And uh, while they played Texas pretty tight over the years, uh, you know, this is one of those games where I just feel like uh, Oklahoma State's not going to win it. If they do, great. But uh, I don't think they're going to get through the season unscathed, and that means they're going to have some games where they get tripped up, and this is that. This is an opportunity I'm, I'm pinpointing here. Yeah, guys, I mean, listen, these guys have played some exciting games over the past years, you know, um, with the last three being one-score contests. So I expect it to be a really close game. And the Oak State, man, they've taken seven of the past ten games from them. 
Um, as I was talking earlier, they, listen, their, their defense is a little bit better this year, so they are they're a much more balanced team. So they got a solid squad. Um, they got a solid mobile quarterback. So you know, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at Oklahoma State to take this game, man. I love hearing that. Love hearing that. All right, and then the big one at night uh, supposed to be the supposed to be the monster showdown. Uh, I believe it's a 7:30 kickoff um, on ABC. Number three, Ohio State versus number 18, Penn State. Penn State lost last week in uh, overtime to Indiana. Definitely takes a little bit of shine off of this. But uh, um, Mickey, what are you seeing? What are you watching for the Buckeyes versus the Nittany Lions? Yeah, you talked about it. a little shine came off with Penn State getting upset last week at Indiana, but uh, you know Penn State still outgained IU by almost a two to one margin. Big early season test for both teams. Ohio State needs a win. I, you know, they got to win out. I think with only uh, nine games played this year, if they want to make the playoffs, they want to have a shot at the championship aspirations of, that they harbor. They got to win out. Uh, Penn State's a more desperate team. They lost in week one. If they want to make it to Indianapolis and even have a shot at potentially making the playoffs with a loss, they, they need to win here. They play them tough at home, and it's usually a whiteout. It's not going to be a whiteout crowd, even though it's Halloween. Uh, but I, I think that helps Ohio State. Urban Meyer mentioned this week uh, he thinks the whiteout adds 7 to 10 points for Penn State. So without that, um, you have a more talented Ohio State team. It, it, it's it's you know, the gap's widening a bit there, and and just based off of that, and based off the talent, I you know I got to go with Ohio State in this one. Well, and and you know I was looking at this game. I, I like Ohio State too, but uh, you know last week against Nebraska, I thought Nebraska exposed the Bucks' defense a little bit early. The Buckeyes uh, ended up locking it down, but their run defense was a, wasn't wasn't. Um, the best. And then on the other side of the ball, um, the Buckeyes passing game is phenomenal, but the, the run game with JK Dobbins going to the NFL they're they're still looking for, for, you know, which running backs going to be toting the rock and, and that, and Penn state's always been tough against run. I thought, you know, Penn state might be the team that can, uh, that can uh, play the run real strong, but after seeing how fields threw the ball around the field, uh, I don't know, man, it's, uh, I think it's Ohio state's going to be uh, uh, way too much for Penn state, but uh, Scotty, you're an SEC guy. Are you even going to be watching this game, or are you going to be flipping through Arkansas, Missouri, or Vanderbilt, one of those teams? <laughs> Man, I, I will be flipping back and forth between that game and the, and the Florida-Missouri game. But, and to be honest, guys, I think the Florida-Missouri game is going to be a lot more interesting. Listen, Penn State's been a thorn in OSU side of recent, right? They have. They played them close. Even beat them once here in the last few years. But, you know, just, just from one game, right, the little we've seen this year, listen – the Nanny Lions are about to get hammered, guys. I don't feel like they stand a chance in stopping OSU's high-powered offense. And Wait, who? Whose offense? Ohio State. All right, Ohio. Were you the, saying LSU the, in there? No, the the Ohio State. Yeah, the <laughs> Ohio right. State. Love hearing that. I thought I was hearing OSU. you saying LSU. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I love hearing that. I love Mickey. You know, what I love hearing. I love hearing. I love hearing an SEC guy talking about Ohio State football. Uh, going to be running rough shot over someone. That's uh, that's a lot of fun to hear. So, well, you uh, know those SC, those SEC guys respect the Big Ten speed, and you know the way Scotty <laughs> talks about Ohio State, it's it's evident that you know, yeah. that's, that's what they bring to the table. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know what, uh, gents, those were our, our games of interest. Those are the games we're going to be watching, flipping back and forth on. Obviously, you have a lot of uh, interest in, in the results of those, and can affect the polls and all that stuff. So. Uh, that's what we're going to be watching this week.
Well, it's uh, those are going to be some good games, but we're picking. We're making money. If you're still listening to the pod or you're just tuning in, we like to bet. We got Maddie Money. We got Scotty Betts good. We got the people who generate Mickey San Reno. And now we're going to talk about those bets that we're going to make. So we got action this week. We got a we got a we got a new co-host, Scotty B. Good, and so we're gonna kick it to him first. Scotty, what uh, what where's your money this weekend? What you got? Tell the people tell the people where the action is. Well, I got I've got you know you guys kind of poking at me a little bit. I got a line for you. I got some stats for you here. What I do know is that the SEC's overall record against the Big Ten is ninety six. Check that ninety six to ninety six sixty five and two. And, and you know my balls, you know my my home team. Hey, they're standing at twelve and twelve and four against you boys. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're picking games here. We're picking games here. We don't need an SEC homer coming on and talking about how great the SEC is. Listen, man, you know, it means more. It means more to me, right? It means more to me than it does to you. That's a fact. It's on television. Do we go back to two co-hosts next week or? Uh, <laughs> Well, let's get to our picks first. Then let's see. You know, how about all right, that? go 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 make our listeners some money, Scotty. What do you got? All right, let's do it, boys. Listen, if if you're gonna bet with me, it's got to be good. Let's get it rolling. Hey, listen, my first pick here, guys. I, I'm taking Ohio State, man. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, boys. He he's, he's back. Hey. He's back hey. next week. We're back to three goals. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, at minus 10 and a half, man, I've seen some different lines, even up to minus 12, but uh, I think you can lock it in at minus 10 and a half against Penn State. Buckeyes are going to roll, guys. That's, that's, a, that's a sure bet. That's a hundo on that right there. Listen, LSU and Auburn, a game I talked about earlier. Um, LSU at minus one and a half, guys, all day long. You're going to have to take the, the LSU Tigers on, on that one. I think they're going to – I think they beat Auburn. I think it's going to be seven to ten-point game. Um, guys, listen, another game that we that we previewed earlier, Michigan State and Michigan. Guys, that line is at 23 and a half. Michigan State, 23 and a half underdogs, the in-state rival Michigan. Listen, you State turned the ball over seven times last week, like I was talking about. Michigan State took advantage of great field position with a depleted Minnesota roster. I think it's a much closer game. I'm saying Michigan wins, but guys, it's gonna be it's gonna be three to seven points. I'm gonna take Oklahoma State. At minus three and a half over Texas. And again, I think they're simply a better, more well rounded team. Um, I'd say they win by 10 points, man. So take Oklahoma State. And here's one um, that might surprise you guys. But I'm going to take Houston at plus three, three point underdogs to win straight up. I'm picking them straight up to win against UCF. They're going to be able to slow down their offense just enough to pull off that upset. That's the picks, baby. That's a hundred bucks on each. Book it. Parlay them. Nice. Let's go. Yeah, Scotty, put yourself out there. We uh, like the Houston UCF pick. We don't see a lot of AAC talk. I think we've talked more about the AAC and Spank Show than we have uh, year to date. So great picks. I like it. I like the uh, like the enthusiasm in those picks. I'm, I'm, I would maybe make the same ones if I did on my own. But uh, yeah, Maddie, I know uh, you got some picks in the hopper. Let's see. Uh, Let's see what you're uh, talking. Where, where's your money at this week? Absolutely. Well, it's time for Maddie Money's winning picks. So I've got a whopping eight games I'm tracking. I'm sharing my money, mini, money making picks with you. And just, just make sure you follow me on Twitter at Fade Maddie, just in case I drop a bonus pick before kickoff tomorrow. So this week, uh, I'm looking solely at over under action. 
And in all these picks, you know, I'm looking at the computer models and what they're projecting from a total point standpoint. I'm looking at the line that Vegas has, the over-under line, and I'm looking at where the models and the lines are running at least two scores difference. And last week, I went six of eight units, made a boatload of money, and this week, I got eight more picks for you. I got three games I'm taking the over on. So listen to this carefully. I'm taking the over on Georgia-Kentucky over 43 and a half. I'm taking the over on Memphis-Cincinnati over 58. And University of Texas-San Antonio versus Florida Atlantic take the over at 49 and a half. Those are my three games I'm taking the over on. I got five games I'm taking the under on. Rice-Southern Mississippi under 58. Purdue-Illinois under 56-5 if they play that game. Take the under on Iowa State-Kansas, 54 and a half. Old Miss Vanderbilt at 62. And take the under on Missouri, Florida at 63. So we got three overplays, five underplays, eight bets in all. Go make some money. Those are Maddie Money's winning picks. Mickey, what are you picking? Now, I like your picks, Maddie. Let's see if uh, you can have another great week. Uh, what do I got? I'm picking three games this week. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. We got Ohio State. Giving 10 and a half at Penn State, like Scotty, I think they're going to roll. Not having the whiteout is not going to be good for Penn State. Not having the same amount of talent on the field is not going to be good for Penn State. I think Justin <laughs> Fields in that passing game is going to be too much. I'm taking Ohio State, covering that uh, 10 and a half spread. Looking at Texas, Oklahoma State, I'm not a big Oklahoma State believer. I think uh, that game, it's an over-under at 67 right now. I'm calling that game to hit the under and then uh, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. I bet too much on Notre Dame. I've lost too much money on Notre Dame over the uh, the fall here. But that game is an over-under at 59. I'm also looking at that game to hit the under as well. That's my pick three for the week. Uh, we got Ohio State giving 10.5. We got Texas, Oklahoma State under. We got Notre Dame, Georgia Tech under. Make some money. Bet with Mickey. Eat steak. Steak dinner. Boom. Let's do it. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, there's our picks of the week. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Look for you all to make make a little bit of money. So uh, I think it's about time we, we wrap this show up. Um, Scotty, first show is almost in the books. What would you think? Boys, I had a blast tonight, dude. And, hey, I'm looking at these picks with you, gentlemen. That's, that's some good calls, man. There's some money to be made out there right there in those picks. And I, I'm going to have to uh, take some of your bets, guys. It's, that's a fact, man. But listen, guys, had a had a blast. Looking forward to, to speaking with you guys next week. And listen, you guys go out there, enjoy this college football weekend, man. Stay safe and uh, make some money. Let's do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to doing it all again next week. Until then, follow all the action along with us on Twitter, at SportsBetsFun. And have fun watching all the games this weekend. We hope you make some money, too. For Mickey Sanrino and Scotty Be Good, I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. Peace. Peace.